Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Shen, let me introduce myself in case you didn't know. In case you can't tell, this raspy, <laughs> manly voice in your earlobes. <laughs> it's me, Lay. <laughs> they know by now, trust they me. They do. They're used to this burly voice. It's Lay and a mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Lay and the mouse, aka the while they nap podcast. <laughs> All right, let's check in. Um, you said How, it was a long day. How long? Tell me, friend. Uh, well, there was a uh, one hundred hours in this day today. Wow. <laughs> but you know, okay. So I saw a post online, and someone—I think it was a meme or a, twi- a tweet—and they said that their kid saw them take off their wig, and <laughs> their kid said, "I didn't know you were a boy." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that killed me because I took my wig off the other night and Winter was like, where, where are your hats? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I was in tears. That is hilarious. <laughs> Not like, wearing mommy, a hat. Mommy took off her hat. She's putting on her nighttime hat now. <laughs> I'm dead. This is the everyday hat. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is too cute. Listen, these kids, they They keep laughing. Yeah. Innocence is unreal. I thought you were gonna say that Winter cried because there was (laughs) that like that video that was circulating of that little boy when his dad got a haircut. And he was like so distraught over it. He was crying and holding his face and looking at him and crying. So I was like, oh my God, please do not tell me Winter broke into tears when she saw you like with uh without your without your fancy bob. (laughs) No, she laughed at me. That's too funny. That's more like window. Yeah. I'm a joke. Oh, man. So how you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm tired. Uh, work is work. It is crazy. Let's just say that. Like now, Imagine. like the emails are coming in full force with mm-hmm. all of the things that like, and I'm just, I, I'm more confused <laughs> than I've really? ever been more confused. It's yeah, it's, it sucks because you know what? Like, I got into teaching because of the relationship. Like, that's one of the reasons why. Like, yes, of course, like, I mean, teaching English is fun. And even, like, my other teachable, which is, like, social sciences, is is enjoyable for me. But I love the relationship. I love kicking and laughing with adolescents. And I can't do that now because of, like, I can't do that in the same way. So because Mm -hmm. I don't have that opportunity, I kind of feel Mm -hmm. like my passion and my drive for teaching is kind of, like, dwindling. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, might as well just get pregnant so I can. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, well, you know. What, what? a plot twist. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'm just going to have a baby so that <laughs> I can be home for 18 months. And then hopefully when I get, like, when the baby's, like, you know, 18 months, two years, I'll go back to work and things will be normal because I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> I'm not a fan. This is not it. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, what? Nah, dang it. Mm-mm. And I, I hope, I hope sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm just, I was just going to say, I hope it's temporary. Nothing. I mean, I hope so too. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to other teachers too, who are just like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this is like, this is the worst. Because again, like if you were the type of like, you know, very like rudimentary, like super structured, rigid teacher that likes to like, you know, like the, like the, uh, what's it called? Charlie Brown teacher. Stand at the top of the wah, wah, wah. like if you're that yeah. teacher, this works for you. It's like, oh, cool. I don't have to actually laugh and engage with children. Perfect. 
But like <laughs> me, I'm like all for like being a part of clubs and doing things to facilitate like relationships. And like that can't really go on. So yeah. Wow. I'm just over here like hey, Lace Leo. having a baby. <laughs> hey Leo, what you doing later? <laughs> what you doing tonight? <laughs> you wanna go half on a baby? <laughs> He's like, we'll say no more. Say know, right? no more. Well, Leon's like, like well, I don't know about half on the baby, but he's off for the practice. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can work on it. Who knows what'll come from it, but we can work on it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> Let's check in with someone else. <laughs> we, we have Makini here today. Hello, Makini. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. McKinney's like, this is weird. What am yeah. I doing for? <laughs> this is just a check-in. This is too much. We're only five minutes in. What the hell? Love it. How, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. You know, actually, I'm tired. Uh, let me be honest. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I am I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm grateful. And I guess when they say that you're overwhelmed with, you know, work and, and good things happening it's a sign of abundance so i am yes tired. yes but i am grateful oh i love how you put that same yeah. a spirit of gratitude i'm working towards that too yes it'd be hard sometimes though yeah <laughs> and i think i'm learning that the two aren't mutually exclusive that i can still be grateful and like resent like some part of my day like you know because i used Absolutely. to feel like in the minute like where i'm feeling grateful i'm just like or where i'm upset about something i have to i'm very quick to remind myself like no like i need to be thankful you need to be grateful but it's just like no allow myself like reserve space for those feelings because i feel frustrated right now and that's okay it's absolutely normal to like you can have a crap day but mm-hmm. there is still something within that day that you can be grateful for you don't like, it, it doesn't mean you need to be grateful for everything in general because mm-hmm. everything in general may not be what you want to be happening right now exactly so you could have a crappy day or whatever at work but you still have something at home to be grateful for you know specific things so i'm i'm really about being um specific about the things that i am grateful for and i try a lot less these days to make them about material things because covid taught us that you know those outfits and those purses don't mean nothing because you can't go nowhere Mm. (laughs) i'm real quick that i opened my eyes this morning (laughs) today we have been exhausting but i am grateful i had food in the fridge yeah yeah (laughs) very true Mm -hmm. oh well uh I'm going to try to do my segue today. I was going to say, I'm like, you better hit us. You better not just cut to it. You better hit us with a segue. <laughs> well, since we're talking about gratitude, yeah. we want to, <laughs> we want to share our bomb mom noms this week. I'm proud of you. That was beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to make it awkward. I'm proud. <laughs> I saw an opening. I'm like, oh, <laughs> listen, I'm impressed. Go ahead, girl. Ride that um, segue. Yeah, so I am going to nominate this week um, Renee, a local local entrepreneur. Uh, she wore many hats, actually. She used to be my hairdresser back in the day. And now she's a lash technician, and she also does catering. She's doing all the things, and she has, I think, three kids. And wow. one of them is fairly young, but she's hustling out here. So I had to shout her out because uh, I, I love myself a boss mom. Shout out to you, uh-huh. Renee. She used to slay my hair when I had that short, short, short Jamaican bob. <laughs> the Not the Jamaican bob. With the blonde highlights. <laughs> I will never throw that back. You guys will never see I was about picture. to say, I'm like, if she no. doesn't post a pic, <laughs> no. like never listen to this podcast ever again. How dare you? You can't reference this epic hairdo <laughs> and then we just have to guess about nah i want i want all the tea Mm-mm. what a shame what's her it was nice it was nice renee's beauty oh yes um i have a a, a number of mutual friends and oh, i yeah? saw her wedding beautiful mm-hmm. really really pretty the all-white wedding yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was really nice 
Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I am very familiar. I was like, the, the wedding was just beautifully done. She looked phenomenal. It was really great. And again, I'm not really fan, a huge fan of all white weddings, but listen, the way that she did that. It was, was so cute. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, mom, mom is local too. Well, she used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she decided to jet off to New York. And that is my dear friend, Keisha. Um, Keisha joined us on one of, if not my favorite episode, mm-hmm. um, the Black Moms Matter episode. It was such an incredible episode. And I think I'm, I credit so much to her for that episode because one, we, we really, it was a tough conversation to have and she was so open and so candid mm-hmm. um, and she shared so much. And like from that episode, so much happened after that like yeah really while they now blew up and transformed and like you know she inspired our merch like there's just so many things so again i'm grateful for her for being a part of that episode but i'm also grateful for our friendship uh we've been friends for a long time i met her while i was in dubai she actually facebook stopped me and then shot me like legit like can i have your number (laughs) (laughs) i'm moving to dubai do you want to be friends i'm like okay this is weird but sure i love that hung out i know it was so funny she tells everybody all the time like yeah i chopped her on facebook um, and then like she moved to Dubai and we were just both like two peas in a pod, super close. And then like, you know, there was a situation with some other girls and that like, I, you know, I fell out of friendship there and I was feeling really alone. And I remember Keisha just like supporting me through that too. So there were just a number of different things that I had experienced both away and locally. We were like pregnant at the same time. So many great things. So Keisha, you are phenomenal. You are my bomb mom nom. Yay, Keisha. Yay. I love her. All right, McKinney. All right, McKinney. <laughs> well, I mean, since you guys are nominating local people, I guess I got to stick with the theme here. Um, I am going to nominate a woman by the name of Faith Walker. And I'm going to nominate Faith for multiple reasons. Um, one is that is what I call my community. I call them Faith Walkers. So when I met her, I was like, oh. girl, <laughs> we are meant to be connected. Right? Like, I can't believe your real life name is Faith Walker. Um, but Faith is a phenomenal woman. She is, I believe she's in Hamilton, Guelph area out there. And I had her interviewed on my podcast and this woman had me crying the whole time. She has such an inspiring story. And although she's using her music to inspire people, um, as a mom, she, she's had what stage four mystetic uh, breast cancer for over 10 years. And I believe it was during her pregnancy of one of her children that she was diagnosed with, I think it was the the spinal cancer. Like she's got cancer all over her lungs, her breast. And the day that I interviewed her on the podcast, my mind was blown. So we had had to move the date a couple of times because she wasn't feeling well. And when we finally did the episode, she told me as we were recording that earlier that week, they had given her 24 hours to live. And this woman, let me tell you, she and she's still out here inspiring the heck out of people. She is like the bomb mom. Okay. She's still still shooting music videos. She's still inspiring other people. She's still speaking and doing motivational speaking. Um, She has like created all these beautiful things for her children, you know, because she had that opportunity or she, you know, when she was told that it was going to be the end of her life here on earth she went and she recorded her voice for her children so they had stuff to save but her she is so like i just have to say she is the absolute bomb mom i love her to bits i have to go and follow her yeah, Listen on to me. Instagram, I'm already on it, girl. Music. I'm on it. <laughs> you know, I found her as she was talking. I found it. I was. I saw the caption that said "Breast Cancer Thriver Stage yeah. Four Cancer." I'm looking at all these photos, and all I'm thinking about how fast can I slide into this woman's DMs and say, "Hey, what's your address so we can send you a bomb mom T-shirt?" Yeah, like what? She is. She's an amazing human being. She is so inspiring. Just her strength and the way that she has moves through all the adversities that she's faced in life but how she uses that to uplift and um and like completely empower other women is just mind-blowing absolutely i mean i can't even wrap my head around what it must be like to hear you have 24 hours to live yeah i don't even like i can't he's still here months later so sometimes the doctor don't know crap (laughs) 
Jeez, my God. Oh my and like God. so positive, like Cancer Slayer, like just a twist on cancer that I have never, ever, ever heard, but I am so truly inspired by. Whoa. Friends, <laughs> we have an amazing guest today, but we want her to introduce herself and let you guys know who she is, what she's about, and what she does. So go ahead, Makini. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my name is Makini Smith, Makini Raza Bikini. It's Swahili <laughs> for strength of character. And I essentially help women to strengthen their resilience muscle, own their stories and conquer their fears. I do mindset coaching, book publishing coaching and uh, podcast coaching. Awesome. Amazing. And a mother of three. <laughs> oh, by the way, I also, I've also birthed. <laughs> three children natural childbirth did i forget that yeah wow no big I, deal listen to me and look so good she thought she spat them out listen she didn't know those babies did not sit in her stomach house those babies in her throat because there's no evidence of a baby on her stomach whatsoever i'm like what get real my daughter made me tiktok famous this week because she's she's an influencer online and on tiktok i don't know she has like 250,000 followers or something wow wow she posted a video of me um I guess she did a video of dressing me in her clothes and tried to tell her followers my age which I'm 40 and they're like there's no way this woman is like 20 years old no that's your sister you meant to write oh sister right God. no that's not your mom <laughs> that went viral but uh yeah, As it should. <laughs> yeah. You look great. You look great. Thank you. 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 What a confidence boost. Listen to me. (laughs) As soon as y'all get on the TikTok, put me on. (laughs) Let me show your friends how good I look. (laughs) Let me show your preschool friends. Go ahead. (laughs) I can't even wait till she's 16. How did this video get over like 300,000 views in 24 hours? That don't make no sense. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, my first question for you. Uh, I know you wear many hats, but I want to know what your journey was that allowed you to give birth to your podcast, The Walk in My Stilettos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the the podcast is an extension of my first book that um, I published in 2014. And I mean, I came up with that title because originally it was about my story and it was supposed to be a walk in my shoes. And then I was like, you know what? I'm obsessed with stilettos. I'm the stiletto girl. Like I was selling real estate full time at the time. And I was known for my different color stilettos that I would post while I'm out showing houses or doing open houses. So I was like, no, stilettos, that's more authentic to, you know, my brand. And the book was sharing my story of resilience and the lessons that I learned. And I wanted to find a way to amplify the personal journeys and journeys of resilience of other women, other women that, because I feel like on social media, you know, everyone shows most times their highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And especially if they're looking at boss women that are in these big positions, sometimes we look at them and say, wow, it's great. You know, they're, they're famous or they're rich or they're whatever. I can't have that because I'm experiencing this. But when you hear these women's stories, they experience everything the rest of us experience. Like the women that have come on my podcast have shared infertility issues. They've shared childhood sexual abuse issues. They've shared homelessness, living in their cars. They've shared like everything, you name it. But yet they still continue to push through and use their life to inspire others to walk in their greatness. So I guess when people started reaching out to me about how the book was inspiring them and how they felt like I was telling their story. Mm-hmm. They were asking me to start a YouTube channel. And most people, if they pay attention to my social media, they'll, they'll know that I used to hate videos. Like I'm normally pretty introverted. Thought of doing videos was like, mm, no thanks. And podcast was another way that I could interview these women and not be on video. So when I launched the podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I just wanted to be able to share their stories and I wanted to uh, build on providing content of value to help other women come out of their, their struggles, their procrastination, their zones of, you know, imposter syndrome. And the podcast 
for me, that was it. I mean, when I started it, I had no clue what I was doing and it took on a, a life of its own. And I'm just grateful for where it is now because so many women are, you know, messaging constantly through emails and social media about how it's helping them walk in their greatness. Damn. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. That's so awesome. I mean, I think it's it's really cool that you've, you know, experienced you've gone through your own experiences and, and you know shared your story and then to find women who, even if they can't necessarily relate in the essence that they've experienced the same thing, but they find so much value in you sharing. I think that that's really neat. Cause yeah, you never really know like the impact that yeah. you're gonna have. Exactly. It's it's all in the lessons that people get from it, right? Like someone you know, the same way how you guys um, talk about mom stuff, like not mm -hmm. every mom may have experienced the same thing, but they can still resonate or they can still find lessons within what you guys are talking about or learn from, right? So it's the same thing with, with my podcast. That's cool. I have a question about podcasting because it's like, it's such a unique platform. And I think in America, like our American listeners are like, ha, podcasts have been around for years yeah but I think they're so new to Canada like I feel like we're still there's still I think it's still like a lot of people have pod podcasts but we're just kind of tapping into it and you you know being two years old um you know you were kind of like someone ahead of the game so outside of the fact that you didn't really like video um you know was there anything else that kind of fueled you to go the podcast route even though maybe you weren't familiar with it or didn't know a lot of Canadians that were doing it um how, what was that journey like uh, I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts I'm a podcast junkie okay all of the podcasts that I listened to were people like you said that weren't here in Canada mm -hmm. and when I started it I wasn't even thinking about you know tailoring anything to Canadian market because my audience is not mainly Canadian mm. um I think about 70 wow. percent of my um community on instagram is in the states um so i've got like the uk australia uh, the caribbean so i made sure that when i started the show and i was choosing guests i alternated between um canadian and non-canadian wow so for the first year and a bit i made sure each episode was back and forth between like american canadian caribbean canadian wow you know, african canadian um, so that I helped not only to amplify the Canadian voices here that don't normally get a chance to be on bigger platforms, mm -hmm. um, but to also, um, you know, let Americans and those outside of Canada know how amazing Canadians are. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because a lot of Canadians normally don't get recognized until they leave here or they do stuff mm -hmm. out of here. And I was one of those people. So. Uh, I do my best to, you know, be of service and provide opportunities that I didn't have when I was coming up. I love that. Yes. You're so the Canadian, fine ass Canadian girls <laughs> <laughs> doing their thing. You're so right though, because it was the same thing with, you know, with Shad and I, when we were looking for like podcastings about or podcasts about motherhood, so many great, awesome podcasts in America, black moms talking about their journeys and experiences. But I'm like, where the heck are the black mothers in Toronto talking about motherhood? And, you know, things associated with motherhood and adulting, like, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't exist because, you know, I don't want to, like, make speculations, but to my knowledge, they weren't at the forefront. And we just, we really wanted to do something different. We wanted to, to amplify those voices and provide a space for that. So you're so right. Definitely. Because even though we're Black moms, like, it's still a different experience being a Black Canadian mom. Very Absolutely. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really amazing because it is hard to find Canadian voices. It is. It really is. And we need more of this as you, as women, like we need to amplify each other's voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Podcasting in general is blowing up <clears throat> big time. I mean, when I started in 2018, there was only 500,000 active podcasts um, online. 2020 as of january 2020 there was like 900,000 wow, um, wow and it's projected uh for 2021 to be 115 million uh, active podcasts out there so it's good Whoa. that we got in early <laughs> we, we got in early okay spotify <laughs> apple podcast you listening Listen, <laughs> like even I think it's Amazon is even coming out with a podcast platform now. Like it's yeah. So we're in here early. We good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is I'm good a, to know. 
Since we're still on podcast, though, let me ask you this. I know I usually ask at the end, but what are three, what are your key three tips for someone that wants to start a podcast? Um, one, hire me. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, girl. Plug when you can. I mean, I do a custom one-on-one masterclass for you. So yeah, because um, <laughs> I, I truly believe that inspiration is good, but application is great. So hmm. when they do that one-on-one um, virtual workshop with me, we work through what they need to do, you know, coming up with a concept, uh, format, all that stuff. So they get everything done so that they're ready to publish and go live within a week. Nice. Um, tip number two, um, I would say content over perfection. I think a lot of people hmm. are worried about either trying to be perfect or having the perfect equipment or blah, 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 before they get started. And if you listen to, especially right now, like after COVID hit, all of those big name podcasts that I was following that have a million, million, bazillion like subscribers, their sound quality dropped tremendously. And I'm thinking, how my sound quality sound better than Us included. (laughs) (laughs) Big, 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 but that's sound quality though. (laughs) Because they were so used to having studios. Now they have to record through Zoom and find other platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But they're still putting out content. Content is cheap right now. They're still being like putting out value. So uh, I think that's huge. Um, And then number three, I would say consistency. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Because podcasting is, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will start a podcast and assume that as soon as they start, they're going to have a huge audience or a huge following. Or they assume that when they start, that they're going to be able to immediately get sponsorship. And like, that's mm-hmm. not common. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that their podcast didn't blow up until after two years or they didn't hit the numbers that they expected to make, but their numbers grew over time. Right. Um, And I think that we need to understand the importance of having an audience that is tuned in, whether it's 25 people, whether it's 2,500 people, that is a person that has chosen to come and sit and listen to you every time you put out an episode and you're building an intimate relationship with them because you are in their ear. They are listening to you in their ears (laughs) quite intimately on a deep level. So podcast listeners are actually um, shown to be way more loyal than like, you know, social media followings and stuff like that because you're building that relationship with them. So just put that content out there. Stop worrying about it being perfect. The first year and a half I had my podcast, I didn't even have a microphone. Um, nobody knew that I was recording with my iPhone and my iPhone headphones. Okay. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's fabulous. Yeah. Just Um, me being consistent every week for the last two years, being consistent. Um, it actually, because of that consistency, I, you know, it didn't really pay attention until I started getting emails from, I think it was chartable or podcast or whatever it's called. It lets you know your rankings, but within the last year I've hit, um, number two in Jamaica, number three in Kenya, number 10 in Canada, and um, I think number 18 in South Korea. And I'm thinking like, what? wow, like how? <laughs> <laughs> but that was from consistency, right? So yeah. yeah, be consistent. Wow. That's inspiring. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, I mean, myself included Mm -hmm. before I started a a huge part of my roadblock was like oh I need like I need this and I need that and I need to like write down all my concept and I needed to organize and that just left me in a loop of like finding other things that I needed until Mm -hmm. one day I was like I need something to say. I need I need (laughs) to say something or else I'm gonna go crazy with me and this baby. Mm -hmm. So I need to start this podcast tonight. Mm -hmm. and because I just like made that leap and I was like it is what it is and we'll figure it out as we go yeah 
you know, you everything evolve as you go, right? You get better at interviewing, you get better, more comfortable being on the mic. Like yeah. nobody starts out perfect. Nobody. Yeah. Right. And I also think that we're like, you know, the classic saying, like we're, we're, we're our own worst critic. Yeah. Like I feel like I've been bitching nonstop about the fact that our quality just ain't the same. <laughs> and I'm so sad about it. Cause like we sounded so juicy in the beginning when we were sitting side by side, even though Shen likes her space, when I was hitched up next to Chanel, I just felt like, you know, when I was on our lap, I felt like we sounded our best. <laughs> and now I'm just like, we sound okay, but we don't sound like that great. And like, I was playing it the other day for my husband and he was like, yeah, okay, I see the difference, but like, it's fine. It's not that serious. Like, it's really so not that there's, serious. Um, there's an online platform called Ophonic. You guys use that? Mm-mm. No. A U P H O N I C, ophonic.com. So when you're done recording and you're done editing, you run it through Ophonic and it normalizes the volume, brings like everything up, uh, takes out any anything, anything in the background. It gives you up to two hours a month free. And then it's not a lot to like do the, the paid thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it makes a huge difference on your sound quality. I had listeners messaging me, emailing me saying, wow, like your quality job. Did you get a new mic? Nah, girl. <laughs> nah, girl. <laughs> nah, girl. They put it on a mic. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, good. well, that's good to know because yeah. even though we're not together, we've been like pushing out so much content mm-hmm. now that we've been home and quarantining and just getting our little USB mics. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. This is what a lot of people um, don't know. I have recorded 100 plus episodes and not one has been recorded in person. Wow. 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 Yeah. Before you were social distancing before it was mandated. <laughs> Listen, I have social anxiety. I will find an excuse to social distance, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. What? All of your interviews have been recorded re- like remotely? Every single one of them. Wow. I have not recorded one interview in person. And like I said, 50% of my guests are not even Canada. Wow. Oh, that's right. I have a question for you after this is interview's yeah. over. I got you. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> we went so off topic, but like, <laughs> yeah, we need like, this, wait. guys. We're new. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is just Sorry. So tell us more about <laughs> Wait, we're recording? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, we had a podcast going. I'm like, I thought this was, I thought this was a session. I thought this was it. She's giving you a taste of what you're going to get when you guys listen. Get into some free class today, guys. I hope you brought your pens and pads. You're going to write this shit down. (laughs) Dropping gems. So anytime I think about this term, I laugh because my sister always, always like she hates the term female empowerment. Like my sister hates it because she's like, I'm sick of it. Like, like bless my sister's heart. She's like, you know, a stylist and she's been to a lot of different functions in the city you know, and a lot of them are like, you know, they're, they're labeled or associated with empowering women and inspiring female voices and, you know, just, you know, especially building us up, particularly where black women are concerned. So those are the ones that, you know, she's really drawn to. Right. Um, but she finds the whole thing kind of problematic because sometimes she's like, you know, for lack of a better word, some of the events are full of shit. Like it's supposed to be about empowering women, but it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel supportive. It feels catty. Or about disempowering. So she's just like, I don't like when people use that term. I hate it. And like, she's like, even when we were coining this podcast, she was like, please, you and Shen, don't say that <laughs> you guys are trying to empower, like, find another way to get at that. She's like, because I feel like it ain't it. So <laughs> it's like, you know, we've heard it so many times and many say that because it's been overused or it's like misused where people are empowering women like in, in front of the cameras and disempowering them behind closed doors, um, that like the meaning it's, itself is like, you know, has gone to shit. So what are your thoughts on that concept? And then, you know, in line with that, how are you striving to keep the integrity of like, you know, empowering and amplifying female voices? So I could totally get where your sister is coming from. I, I hear it often, especially after we went through that phase where everything was about women empowerment. Mm-hmm. And then like there was all these events that were more about disempowering women. So instead of having a space where women felt more confident or more stronger or more, um, you know, uplifted, you go to a place where you're deprived of the, of those things. You're deprived of the power. They make you feel like you have no authority, that they are the authority only, Mm -hmm. um, they have the influence only. Um, 
So a lot of the spaces that were created with the title of being about empowerment made people feel disempowered. Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of, I'm going to say women because I coach women and I see it when I do mindset coaching, women that have a poor image of themselves. They have low self-esteem and rather than reflect on their behaviors and how they can grow as a person and serve on a larger scale and help other people, they have more ego and it's about making things look good on the forefront, but then narcissism kicks in and on the back end, they are basically gaslighting and bullying and the whole mean girls behind the scenes. Mm. So when it comes to myself, um, I am very much about consistency because people talk a good game, but I don't believe what people say. Mm. And people do a lot of things for show. And sometimes their actions are false. The same way that, you know, with the racial pandemic, we have people that are doing a lot of performance yeah. um, things, right? So to me, everything is about consistency. So whether it be with my interaction with someone on the phone, through email, in person, it is about how I can empower them, make them feel important. Like the women that I have on my podcast, we become best friends because I'm like, how can I serve you? Like, how can I make your dreams and your goals happen? How can I support you? How can I share my resources? How can I share my knowledge? Mm. It's not about, you know what? I know this. Let me keep this to myself. The same way how I just gave you guys some dimes, like, it's not about competition. To me, no one else is my competition but me. Mm. Like, I am beyond my own worst critic. So I don't need nobody else to crap on me. I can crap on myself. Mm. <laughs> so I know what that feels like. So I am a source of support. I am, um, you know, in, in, in my stories, there are women who are brand new businesses or women who I don't even know, but I like their product or I like what I see online. I'm sharing their stuff in my stories. Mm-hmm. Like I bought lashes from this girl at a pop-up and for about a year, every week, I was posting about her lashes in my stories. I would tag her on my stuff on my feed. Meanwhile, I'm charging brands and companies for that. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's showing support out of kindness, even when I'm not asked for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> I like it. I get it. You got to show and prove. Because mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah, female empowerment really became a trend. <laughs> yeah. It became such a trend. I, I experienced it. I went to a few events and me being a socially awkward and socially anxious person, I was like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Where is the door? <laughs> I feel you. I went, like, I went a couple times. Like I will never do that again. Never do that again. And um, because of that, I always said to myself, if I ever throw an event, I'm going to think about how I felt in those moments yeah. and do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because now I associate those events with uh, feeling intimidated mm-hmm. and unseen and rejected. It was just like, what can you do? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? Like, if that doesn't seem like feasible for what I need, like, don't talk to me. Stay in a corner. Like, that's the whole scene. I was, I was so turned off. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you find problems like that, that's what breeds a solution. And Mm -hmm. WTN events coming soon, friends. Hello. (laughs) Listen, we're gonna greet you with hugs at the door. Am I we? I mean me because they because. I'm going to put it out there. I'm not being a mean girl, but I just don't like to be touched. But so Chanel will be greeting you with a big smile. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? No, like I, I know what you mean. And I think although I, like I am that girl, like I'm a, I've always been the social butterfly. Like the kids sitting by themselves at, at lunch, like I'm the one that's going to run up and talk to them. And that's even me as a teacher. Like when mm-hmm. I do lunch duty, I always make sure I sit with the kids that like, you know, are unpopular or the kids who aren't being, and then other kids gravitate like, oh, what's Mrs. Hamilton doing over there? Like, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I don't like when those kids feel that way. And I don't like when adults feel that way. And I can imagine Shen feeling that way. And I think even as myself, I would feel intimidated in that way. And, you know, my sister too, like, again, she's quite known in the city, but she's like, I've gone to events and also felt that way. She's mm-hmm. like, it's weird because that's not the premise it or shouldn't be, but that's the result. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think like walking, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk is, you know, 
just the best course of action, especially where things like that are concerned, because empowering women is important. So it's not something that we should do for show. Listen, mm-hmm. I have daughters, so I mm-hmm. do not want them to feel how I felt. Like, even when the whole, I'm going to say, fad of women empowerment events in Toronto began, um, I remember a story was my second book launch. And I had brought, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rob Hill Sr., Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I brought him here to host my second book launch mm-hmm. and we were sitting outside and the event planner had gone to a car accident, but we didn't know. So oh, we were God. waiting for her to show up. Oh, so we had some delays happening inside and I'm sitting outside in my car with Rob tinted car. And there was a bunch of girls who came out of the line cause they were upset that they even had to wait in a line outside cause they bought a ticket online and they were trash talking, like trash talking, the name of the event, trash talking, my name, trash talking. I'm like, hold on, you paid a ticket to come to my book launch. <laughs> I don't know you, but you out here trashing everything. And I thought, you know, they were, they were upset that we were running behind. And I'm like, I don't even know how hurt the event planner was, but I thought you guys paid money to come and support a woman. Clearly you have some issues inside of all you were doing is trashing on the outside. And after that event, you know, there was multiple other incidents with women empowerment events that turned me off very much. So, mm-hmm. and that's where I actually found my strength because I stopped focusing on Toronto and I started building a network outside of Toronto. And I started speaking at events at events in Washington and New York and in other places and being supported there. And then all of a sudden the script got flipped here in Toronto where, oh, you know, McKinney is being featured here. She's being featured there. You know, maybe she's about something now. Mm. So I'm, I'm not into any of that. So I'm very big on energy, which Shen, I can totally agree with you. I'm socially awkward at networking events. Some people take it as me being stuck up, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm an empath. I pick up energy. So if you fake, yeah. I feel it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. Oh, I hear that. A word. <laughs> <laughs> I found the quote for the episode, friends. <laughs> That's the Pinterest quote founder. <laughs> that was good. So, okay, side question. <laughs> but as a mother and an entrepreneur, I both of those jobs have potential, potential for burnout. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage your time or mindset to ensure that you can carve out the space to look after your mental health? Um, I think it's a two-part question. Um, mm. So in terms of carving out the time, I have a formula that works for me where mm-hmm. It involves a lot of F words, but it's not the ones you think. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my faith comes first. And that is, well, pre-COVID, that was like church time, Bible study, mm-hmm. um, you know, prayer time. Uh, now it's, it's inside the house, but still. Um, yeah. So that comes first. And then comes the family. So being a single mother for so long, you know, I, I still have to make sure that the kids get to their appointments or they get help with homework or a meal gets made or what have you. So those things are carved into my schedule first. And then because I'm an entrepreneur, I can build my schedule around my family time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I allow my clients to book in, in the online calendar, you know, the slots that are available in my, my, my calendar. And then, um, so that's faith, family, finances, and then comes the fun and friends with whatever time is left there in that space. So that's how I balance. That way, when it comes to priorities and a friend says, hey, let's, you know, I don't know, go for a drink or go do this or go do that. Mm, I got work. I got kids. Um, not tonight. Right. Yeah. So I'm able to prioritize. <clears throat> and in terms of for my mental health, um, I think I've made it more clear this year with my kids that if I am not okay, then I am not going to be able to help you with anything. Mm. If I do not get my peace and quiet or my sanity or my me time 
or my podcast time to listen to other podcasts or read my book. Like if my head is not right, you're going to feel it. So mm-hmm. they understand that mom needs certain times. My door, my bedroom door is closed or they see me sitting out on the porch with headphones in. That's, that's mom time. She needs her, her time or she's going to lose it on everybody. Mm-hmm. So in terms of mindset, I make it a priority. Um, every single day, I have my podcast time where I'm listening to motivational podcasts. I have my time every single day where I'm reading. I have my time every single day where I'm physically active, walking outside or doing my stretches in, in, in the house. So I make time to take care of me, especially considering that most of 2019, I was ill. Like a lot of people who, if you, if you don't read between the lines on the captions or you don't know me, um, I was I was done for. Maybe that's, I was, I had quarantine before quarantine began um Mm. i had to have my i had to have a hysterectomy in february 2019 Mm. and so they removed my uterus and my cervix and it was supposed to be a six-week recovery and six months later i had more complications where they thought i may have um colon cancer and realized that it wasn't that i had it was a severe infection that i got from the hospital when i had the surgery so it took me a year it took me a year to recover um and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't travel. I couldn't, I couldn't go too far from the house. Um, you know, I, I was not well. So now that I'm able to function and I'm thriving in business, the kids know that if I am either stressed out or there's, you know, way too much going on, um, because I have an autoimmune disorder, stress brings on more sickness. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mom needs the house clean. Let's clean the house. You know, mom needs her quiet time. Let's be quiet. Like, mm. yeah. So that's, that's how I balance. Right. Just prioritizing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fabulous. How old are your kids? <laughs> so my eldest is 22. Um, my Looking middle good. daughter is 19 and my baby boy is 14. Okay. But they are all in here and very dependent. <laughs> <laughs> But they are all infants. <laughs> That's adorable. That's so cute. I, we need a YouTube channel just to have around the house where you can see, like, you'd be shocked that I am not, like, in a mental institution. The amount of times I hear, mom, 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 look at this. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> that's really cute i'm so great i'm glad i asked because i was like okay that's so great that they have that level of self-regulation um but i think it's great because i mean yeah like you know what they're at the end of the day 22 14 6 4 2 doesn't matter you need to demand what you need to demand from your kids even now i find myself with yara at two saying yara shh just shh. Like, okay like i just i have to like i have to i just need a second and yeah. i feel like it's like i even now i need to start letting her know that like if it's just 30 seconds just to think clearly for a minute I need to ask for it and I feel like the younger that she is and and I start to cultivate that behavior the better it's going to be for me listen my my son is the best at it he is the greatest at understanding my needs maybe I don't know if it's because he's a boy I don't know if he's you know he's watched me struggle since he was four I don't know but he is just the greatest at either giving me space or not getting on my last nerve. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, but them girls, I know. Those girls are so, they'll suck you dry. <laughs> they don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, this kids are like, Stacey, those little girls will see your last nerve and they'll walk right up to that. And oh, they yeah. will football kick that last nerve, <laughs> right? Into like, go. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and you do the touchdown dance at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. it has to be a girl thing. I used to be like that to my mom. I just, I just saw her. I was like, she's at her weakest. Let me get her. <laughs> you, you Game time. Like my middle daughter. <laughs> now I feel so bad. I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry. Can you watch the baby? I'm so sorry. I know, because I'm on my last nerve. It's true. It's so true. God, karma's gonna get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If it hasn't already, I'm telling you. It has, it has. I already have a patch of gray hair because I feel so too. I have a patch of gray hair too, but it's not on my head. (laughs) (laughs) 
These kids out here, these little girls ain't no good. <laughs> Started from the bottom. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. Over. I'm done. This was fun. <laughs> I actually cackled too much. Yeah. That's wild. It was such a good time. Um, I think I'm out of questions. Because she did so well. Yeah, this was too fun. Honestly. <laughs> I needed this laugh. I had such a long day today. Oh, I'm so happy. And I don't want to say too much because I, I, I wanted to ask more about your story, but I'm like, you know what? No, let people go buy your book. Yes. <laughs> go buy the book and go listen to the podcast. I'm sure it's all there. Go catch up. <laughs> yeah. Mikini, tell them where to find you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me online everywhere under Mikini Smith or Walk My Stilettos. Um, easiest way is to Google it. Um, but <laughs> use Google. <laughs> the website, um, mckinneysmith.com or walkmystilettos.com. Podcast is Walk My Stilettos. The book titles, I keep it easy. We've got um, Walk My Stilettos. The um, main book, which is How to Get Through the Struggle with Grace. Walk My Stilettos. The second book, 111 Affirmations to Help You Heal. The third is a Walk My Stilettos, the Gratitude Journal. And the fourth is the Couples uh, Gratitude Journal. <laughs> so she's an author. author. Girl. <laughs> You've been hella busy that in the beginning. <laughs> four oh, yeah. books under your like what? My bad. Yeah, so I got uh four published books and a five star rated podcast, three children, and you know. <laughs> but call her name twenty four hours a day. But yes, Bikini, this was so amazing. I'm so grateful that you you know took the time out of your very <laughs> busy schedule. Busy. She's Thank busy, you guys. for having me. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Friends, listen, this episode was phenomenal and Mikini is mm-hmm. amazing. So there's no reason why you should not take your behind to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Um, let us know your thoughts. I did check yesterday and I see that we have a couple new reviews. Hey. 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 <laughs> so keep rating, keep reviewing, letting let us know like what you think. Um, we love that. We love hearing from you. It's so great when you can do that for us. So please do that, do that, do that. And also don't forget to go over to our website and check out our merch, mm-hmm. Black Moms Matter and Bomb Mom T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And also if you want to contact us, say what's up, go to our contact page and send us an email. If you want to send your Bomb Mom Noms there, you can send those too. If not, you can go to our Instagram at WTN Podcast and DM us. It's so easy, guys. It's we too will easy. Show, we'll show you if we have to. Just ask. <laughs> A tutorial is coming. <laughs> you know I love a good tutorial, friend, so don't worry. <laughs> we got you covered with tutorials. But with that being said, <laughs> nap time is over, friends. And we'll have to see you in our next episode. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 